Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Headspace Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about J. Cole's The Offseason. My name is Holden Stefanroy, and this is the show where we break down new hip-hop albums track by track, giving thoughts and opinions on every single song, letting you know what we think, well, what I think, and uh, going through the album as a whole. Um, so just to let y'all know, it is May 14th at 8.47 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I have, in fact, listened to this album twice. And I'm going to go listen to it as we go through it. So for those of you not on the Twitch, you're going to see little cuts when you uh, don't hear the song playing. But we did listen to it another couple times on the stream. I'm bringing that up as a little preface because people in the future, three, four, five, seven weeks watching this, will maybe catch lots of things I missed. And I would love to hear those things in the comments as you notice things I just didn't. Because like, my coffee is legit still kicking in. And uh, I woke up, played the album played the album a second time because i also realized i played the edited version of the album by mistake thanks spotify mobile um and i'm real excited so how i like to start these reviews is to contextualize my familiarity with the artist because i think it's fair i think uh you have your relationship with j cole based on your experiences listening to the music and with that i should also probably contextualize my familiarity with j cole since i'm going to be talking about the man's music uh i like j cole but um i feel like i missed the early part of his career as in there's like the the albums that made a lot of people get obsessed with him in the first place and so i don't have that like early context of that and i i've yet to really go back to those like earlier projects which is just kind of what it is um and then 2014 Forest Hills Drive comes out, and to this day, I think it's one of the best albums I heard. Like that, that album is like across the board, pretty fantastic. Just maybe one or two songs I find a little skippable, but like that whole album was just like this cohesive, beautiful project with the most excessive outro I ever heard. And then we started doing the album reviews. So since then, every J. Cole album that's come out, I guess the this will be the third one, uh, is something that we um, have covered. So we did the For Your Eyes Only, which was really cool. It was, it was one of those albums that like is conceptually like really, really cool, but like I found myself not so drawn to go back to it. Like I just like it, but like never wanted to really hear it again except for like a one-two song. Like, um, I don't know, so put a finger in the sky. Like that one there, that's a banger. The rest of the album, if I never heard it again, I'm not okay with it. Which is maybe not like the nicest thing to say, but like I can respect the project while not necessarily enjoying the sound. And then I had like a super similar experience with KOD. Like that came out and like I listened to it. And at first I was like really, really excited. And then like over time, the songs will come on and I'm like, I don't know if I really want to listen to this. And yeah, I'm including Middle Child. A lot of y'all like love Middle Child. And I'm like, it's whelming. It's a great song lyrically. But like, I find his flow doesn't change. It's like da 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 like the whole way through. And it's just got like this groove, I guess, but it just wasn't like my favorite. And I started reaching this point where I'm not a thousand percent sure I'm seeing what everyone else is seeing in Cole at that point. But like it's not the lyrics. The lyrics I get it. The dude's like a profound poet philosopher with all kinds of niftiness. I love the way he approaches his lives. But like we're talking about the songs and my desire to listen to them again. With that 
I decided that this album's coming out. The very least I could do was try to listen to it as much as I could <laughs> just to like get a sense of it. Because like, yo, the reality is on your first day of listening to a project, you don't have like your truest feelings. You just have like your initial reaction. So just take that into consideration that fuck three weeks from now, I may disagree with everything I say today. Probably not. I'm a little better at it these days. But like... It's just worth stating. I haven't had a chance to sleep on this because this came out while I was sleeping. Um, anyway, I'm actually enjoyed the project. Like I've listened to it twice uh, already this morning. The edited and the unedited. Why did I hit the edited? I don't know. It just worked out like that. And then I realized like 11 tracks in that everything had been censored, and I thought that was weird. Um, and then I listened to it unedited, and it's a little better. Edited albums aren't my jam. Um, I like the title of it, The Off Season. I think it's a, an interesting title. Um, it kind of like reflects the double entendre, which I now think of because of the puns he makes in the thing where he's going to be offing people in this season. He's going to come back and do the thing he does where he steals the attention and elevates the game and et cetera, et cetera. I believe like that's kind of part of the, the, the play on the title. But then simultaneously, you have this angle of... Um, like this was all done during this off season, this last like year of life that like happened or <laughs> like it's like what else are we doing? You know, like the world kinda took an off season, especially the world of entertainment. Well, maybe J. Cole did. A lot of people were grinding. J. Cole J. Cole was kinda quiet last year. I guess he was working on this. But that's cool though, that he's back with this project. Um the thing that I just wanna comment before we get into it is that like song that he did for Lil Pump just isn't here which i thought was supposed to be on this project so i don't know if like it's like a we're supposed to technically listen to that one first and then like come to this track and j cole's like imagination but since it's not on this album i'm gonna just not do that because we already talked about that song a couple years back um but like i'm excited to get into it the cover is super fucking interesting with the flaming burning sign and then j cole kind of like sitting there um darken not fully the focus of the light but also like stripped down and i get the sense that it's a commenting of the time like the attention should be like on these movements and less on him i mean he's still on the cover because it's his shit but like that's kind of what i take from the cover like there's powerful causes and things that are happening that deserve the attention whereas j cole is like less relevant and i think in that cover he's kind of signifying why he stayed silent during this off season why you didn't hear his voice on a lot of these topics because it's like letting the people do it which is a surprisingly like adapt move or a smart move i would say for a lot of people in his position because we watched a lot of people get roasted for commenting on things that they didn't necessarily have a reason to be commenting on so i think that's what i, I take from that cover maybe y'all can let me know what you think i personally don't know on that note it's about time to get into the part where we start talking about the songs slash if you're on the Twitch with me, listening to the songs. Uh, so let's get to it uh, with 95 South. I I really like this song um, to start off the project. Like, I'm going to be real with y'all. The first time I heard this, it was like in the morning when I woke up and I'm like, I don't know if I feel this. And then I listened to it like now four times in total and I feel it a lot more. I feel like the energy just kicks in. And it's it's a really extremely well-made song. I like the fact that it starts off with, like, 
Cameron doing the little cosign, which which is kind of like a nod to another era, right? Back when, like, people would do that more often, where, like, the homie would come through and just be like, you know what? This this is actually, like, a great guy that you should not fuck with, and I, I put my reputation on it. I don't know. I really liked it because I just wasn't expecting it. You just hear Cameron off the jump. And then uh, J. Cole just greases through this verse. Like, this first verse is the easy. It just makes it sound so easy. Every, every like, syllable in this verse is perfectly placed perfectly delivered like everything about it is just like at a technical level just just like stellar like the more i listen to the greasiness it was just like wow and then like even at the lyrical front he's doing some really like great shit with this scheming like i get up uh dust my clothes off sleep is the cousin to death no plans to doze off so I kind of like how he's he's rolling with that, you know, the sleep schemes, etc. The streets they don't come with a rep. I never sold soft, and then he's like, I never actually played with that blow shit. I was just around it, just creep where the hustlers crept and they got the O's off. You get, uh, you reach up and like staff to blow your nose off, and I just like that blow your nose off attaching to the cocaine bar, the previous thing, cause you know blowing your nose, but at the same time the gun is coming taken off your nose, but at the same time sleep is the cousin of death, so it just kind of ties back into it, where like if you're sleeping you're just like gonna get clipped. I don't know, I fucking like all this shit. I just feel like it was just really well delivered, and like when I started thinking about it, I wasn't disappointed. It was like yo, that's actually like really fucking ill, and he's describing like the context of where he's coming from the environment of his surrounding and like also doing it in just this greasy way where he's just over this beat and the beat is just grandiose and anthemic and it just feels so strong but also heavy like you're ready to get into some shit and then he just comes through and, and just it's like braggadocious but humble at the same time like He's basically saying, I'm really just untouchable, you plebs. But he's doing it in a way where he's backing it up with facts. Like, the idea of just being platinum since when CDs was around is a fucking great line. Because it's like, I was already doing well back when you could do really, really well. Um, and what you sold, I tripled that, you know? So, like, he kind of doubles that on the album sales a bit, which is kind of a weird flex, just given the times and, like, the, the like, Yo, anybody making music back in the day sold more. Anyway, that's not the point. I'm going to give J. Cole his flowers. He really is one of the greatest of this like, whole era. So, like, yes, J. Cole puts out. All the attention comes to him. Everybody else looks less cool. And then I guess you can see how, like, there's a lot of people doing a lot of excessive, a lot of long albums, a lot of, you know, moves. And they just aren't as impressive as j cole coming through with a 12 track 39 minute project you know <laughs> and then he's gonna move that and continue the flexiness i really like the line could put an m on your head uh you luigi brother now because mario has an m on his head and i, I got the the sense that he has the fiscal is to put a significant amount of money to deal with you and then at the same time makes it a mario bar that's fucking hard um i liked it a lot uh then you got the second verse where you just like flips up the flow a lot and just keeps it going like he's the best rapper he's just gonna come through and destroy you so like if you want to come at him and you want to talk your shit not in the first verse it's like i can outsell you and i come from gritty circumstances and the second verse it's like i will fuck you up with my raps and like yo i've been through some shit where it's really hard so like i come from this real real that y'all pretend to rap about even though I wasn't participating in it, I was just around it. Still, it makes him kind of like hard. And then simultaneously, he's just going to destroy you. And in this second verse, he just drops some 
seriously crazy flows and he does like these timings and pauses like when he does the health and the wealth where he just has that little gap there and it just drops so perfectly or then he drop. i also really like though we've seen dilemmas like nelly and kelly line i really enjoyed it um i thought it was just amazing to listen to um then you got the whole outro part where you know it just samples that little john song and it just fucking anthemic chant shit and really kind of fits like this like juxtaposition of everything like you like represent what's real to you represent the shit that is proper to you instead of just trying to do grandiose impressive things and hating and all that i feel like this whole song is like a flex saying i'm the realest shit i write the realest raps and y'all out there can't even compete with me but it's just done in such a cool flexy boss way that i'm fucking really into this song a lot uh i'm gonna give it a 4.5 on 5 i fuss with it heavy all right, let's move on to the next song, A-M-A-R-I. Yeah, I was just, like, looking at the track list for a minute. And let's say you take, like, 3 minutes and 30 seconds as, like, the old school standard for how long a maximum length of, like, a pop song could be. Like, once upon a time, if you ran a metric analysis, most pop songs that chart are under, like, 3.5 minutes or, like, at some point. I don't know. This was like a mid-2000s thing. I might be remembering it incorrectly a bit. But there are a few like longer songs on this album. But what I noticed is he kind of talked all of the longer songs onto the second half of the album. And I guess I started thinking about it because the first thing I realized is this is like structured so much like any one of the young people modern songs, you know? You've got like the little intro, chorus, single verse, chorus, bang it out, two and a half minutes, bam, bam, boom. Super replayable, super airy, easy to listen to. And I really like it a lot. I, I think it's a strong song. I think it like it's such a hard switch, right? Like you come from the Lil John pump it up like aggressive sample. And then you cut into, and it's just like so fucking airy. And I think it's almost to kind of show like the hardness mixed with the beauty, like put together. Like we're in this album where I believe J. Cole is a little bit telling a like his story a bit. J. Cole is like a story guy. So like right away, I'm assuming that sequentially each of these songs put together are meant to communicate like a core idea. So in the first uh, um, track, we have, like, J. Cole kind of examining, like, where he's at now, his position in the game, his position with other people. And then it's, like, in this track, we go, like, way back in time. Now, I don't know what a Mary is. If somebody can let me know in the comments, that would be dope. I tried to Google it. It is not an easy thing to Google. Um, but, like, right away, you got, like, this chorus. Plot in my escape. This game, Rada, Faith. Got a couple M's hiding in the safe. Imagination turned a Honda into a Wraith. I was doing 80 on the interstate. Trying to make it back before my class started. You know, never saw a passport, etc. So we get this vibe of, like, him thinking back on where he comes from. And how, based off the power of his imagination and his rhymes and everything that he's accomplished, his whole life is flipped into something else. And I can imagine that being J. Cole and, like, well, he's 36 or so, he's now sitting in, like, the position of being one of the greatest rappers in the game, serious wealth and equity. Coming from a harsh background, you must be at a point where now you're able to just kind of look back and picture stuff. Like, I went from, like, rushing around on the highways trying to pull things off to... 
yo, now I'm like at Madison Square Garden in good seats doing my thing, watching it all there. And it's like crazy. It's a crazy flip up. And I like that last line, made it out, got to mean something. Like if I got to this position and I was able to flip my circumstances and my life into a place where I was put into this position, then it has to mean something. Therefore, I must do something with it. That's what I take from it. And I like it a lot. Meanwhile, you get this whole airy flow that's just so easy to listen to and just so like nice. Uh, it's like a mild auto tune, a little melody, and it's just so easy listening. But when you like actually absorb it, you're left again with this sense of, yo, that's actually like really promising. Like, yo, I came from the hardest and I totally made it based on the power of my skills. That's real dope. And then the verse is just kind of got like two parts to it. Like there's a bit of a flip. So like the first, what, I don't know, eight bars or whatever, are just kind of like flow one. And then the next eight bars is flow two with more melody. And I think it just works. I don't really know what I can comment on it. It's just kind of like context, right? Like I come from this rough environment where things were like super fucking hard. I kept my honor proper. And then, you know, we like, elevated <laughs> now my, my shit is just like the throne i mean i don't know what else to say i feel like this is one of those tracks where it's really like in your face obvious with it but it's more the delivery and the energy and the way he's putting it down and just you're riding to it but when you listen to it you can like relate to that if you come from it now the only like bar i thought was kind of weird is when he goes like i'm a whole fucking nicotine company dreamville the army not a navy how could you ever try to play me because i'm like yo the navy will fuck up the army any day of the week like there's no chance like the army is a bunch of people and shit with tanks and whatnot cool but the navy's got like giant like half a billion dollar ships that can like bomb the shit out of you with like planes and stuff like i would rather be the navy personally but like that that's just like nitpicking it <laughs> you know that's, that's just being kind of weird with like the bar but i thought about that and i was like i don't know i would have like flipped that like dreamville the navy we ain't the army like that's like like you know but i don't know it just feels like me being kind of like particular out of like nothing and then you get the chorus again at the end comes back through Aries it out with that bad thing and it's just like this nice little two and a half minute package that you can easily replay a bunch of times it's one of the songs you can choose to like focus on but you could also like just kind of like let it play and, and just get some work done listening to it and i think it's uh i think that's a really cool thing is when you don't have to focus on a song but it adds like a degree of pleasure to your life and makes whatever you're doing less good so I'm going to throw this at like a, a 4.35. Like I can't say like it excites me, but like I really respect how well this track is put together. And I love its placement. I love the way it follows the next, the, the last track, letting you know that you have no fucking idea what you're getting on this album track to track and that the energies are going to be all over. And it just right away, two songs in and we've showcased the versatility. Side note. 327 people are on this fucking genius page it's like there are currently something in the ballpark of two to three thousand people on genius on this album right now as i'm doing this review anyway let's move on to the next track my life um so i realized something in the intro part i was all confused about that little pump song and then i saw after the fall off i promise i'm like wait the fall off this is the off season. What the fuck's the fall off? And then I realized the fall off is a different album and that the 
the fucking song about little pumps on that project so it explains everything to me now and i apologize for lacking on my researching at eight something in the morning it's just kind of what it is i digress this song is lovely and that's the best way i can describe it because it's so not my cup of tea sonically in terms of what like i would throw on to listen to but just from an appreciation point of view my gosh is it a gorgeous track that like i'm super glad i listened to um the little singy intro part is just nice and it just kind of flows great and i feel like thematically it continues the the story of the album like in the last track we were like reflecting on the past from a position of greatness and here we are doing it again you know just off the first line spiraling up just like a rich staircase and then i thought about it that's a fucking great thing to have in your i want like a home one day that has like a spiraling up staircase and i know it seems superfluous but like if i had a fucking crib like that that shit would be like an entire media company machine built into like my crib i digress um and it's just kind of like fun and flight uh airy he's kind of like floating with this flow at first and then it took me a second but no and i'm not gonna lie i use the genius annotation no it's on site when i see you i'm working at squarespace because squarespace makes websites so it's on site so boom he helps you put things on anyway i really like that bar because it brought squarespace into it and let's be real everybody's seen a youtube ad promoting it y'all know what the fuck it is um then he just like flips into this more aggressive flow and i really like that he did that and i really feel like it added some versatility and energy to it and because it's the morning and he said yeah top of the morning i was like yeah it is top of the morning this is what he said it to me and it was top of the morning thanks j cole i don't know if that'll apply to you when you're listening to this but it applied to me and then i know you thought i was dormant etc etc the rest of this verse is kind of just like i'm here and i'm going to again take out my ops and nobody can fuck me and i fuck with me and i will be the biggest baddest j cole you've ever seen taking over and and like owning shit so like i mean there are people in my environment that had some bad shit that's going on and me i was like you know they're trying to like figure out my own path and now i fucking made it and i'm like Eh, fair enough and i'm not hating i'm just saying this might be the third track in a row where j cole has spit on this fucking topic or the fourth one i don't remember what track we're on um and i'm like that's cool i like the fact that on each of these tracks though he is absolutely spitting it differently and he's making it interesting and the flow is just so good and he's coming at it from a different angle on it um i also really like that line where he's like want to be in the spot like where every bitch want me like rihanna dropping new fancy the way he delivered that shit was just like fucking impeccable like that might be like one of the best delivered lines on the whole album um but yeah I don't know that, like, I'm fully able to, like, connect with this song enough to, like, really want to come back. And it also just might not be for me. And that's totally fair. I love the chorus. It's nice. It's singy. It's really cool. I get the feeling J. Cole's a little bit tired of people like me talking about him on the internet. Eh, it's what we do. It's the game these days. People are going to have opinions when you are, like, king of the game as you are now. Um, I love 21 Savage's verse. There's something about this dude's jaded delivery where he says all the shit other people says but he sounds bored like it doesn't phase him and that part of his delivery makes him sound like a little more deadly like a little colder like a lot of people like have like this energy or excitement like they're too eager like 21 savage sounds like he's seen so much shit that like nothing phases him anymore in his delivery and i really like that about it 
Um, I feel like his verse is cool. He kind of like summarizes himself and his whole situation and some of the 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 feelings he has or the distrust. Like I really like it when he's like, um, sorry, I'm looking for the bar. But he's talking to the girls and it's like, you want my money or you want to have sex with me? That's like a fucking great line. It's like to the point, like, yo, like, what what are we doing here? Let's just get to the thing. Come at the opposite of law, get the best of me. I get to answering, you get to text me. I see chicken, you is breast to me. Planted a seed, but it ain't a sesame. And you know, it's like, you get the sense that he's really in this place of success and realness and he's surrounded by out of fakeness and he's surrounded by people trying to take advantage of him and shit because like, yo, he blew the fuck up. Everyone know who the fuck 21 Savage is at this point. I digress. This is a fucking uh, solid song. But again, like, I just can't see myself, like, ever going back to it. So I'm giving it, like, a 4.25 because it's so well made. But I'm not, like, super enthused with it. I digress. Nine more tracks on the album. Let's go ahead and listen to Applying Pressure. Yeah, this is this has definitely got a, a, an energy to it that I really, like, fuck with. I don't know. I feel like... We're on track four, and to give J. Cole all the praise, this doesn't sound like the other three songs that we've heard, and each one has, like, a unique kind of energy, but also somehow exploring the exact same fucking topic. Um, from, like, a topic point of view, if you're not, like, into albums that, like, triple the fuck down on the same thing and hit it from every angle, this might not be your cup of tea, to be real with you, but, like, otherwise, it's fucking sonically really delightful. Like, it, it's very different but cohesive as in it makes sense that this is on this project while not sounding like the other ones and i guess that's like a ultimate win from like sequencing an album point of view i don't know it comes through starts off same kind of vibe i feel like applying pressure started my grime were crime festers we've now established that with the last song so it's kind of like cool and now it's showing like they in the second trimesters and i think just saying pregnant is literally the funniest fucking ad lib on this entire album like like sometimes like they use ad libs and it's like why <laughs> i mean it's funny i guess i'm talking about it it was effective but like i just i just like it distracted me so much anyway um and then he's like, that's why when people throw a shot or two online, I pay no mind to their benign gestures. Like, I don't for the life of me fucking understand this bar. Like, so he's now in an elevated place. And then people are showing their true colors, be like they're pregnant, which is, I guess, what happens in the second trimester. You do start showing. I'm just breaking it down to see if I get it. And then that because people are showing their true colors or because people are showing like they're pregnant, when people throw shots at J. Cole online, he doesn't pay any mind to their vapid gestures. I'm like, I guess, I guess that makes sense. That doesn't make like, to me, that's not like a compelling argument that like knocks that shit out the park. But I also may just like be missing the point here. Or, yeah, like Lamef said, the babies that I hate. Like, it's a weird metaphor. I don't get it. But that's all right. I'm sure there's somebody out there that would be, like, in the comments in seven weeks writing me this whole, like, thing. Like, bro, this is the greatest bar in the history. Of fair, fair enough, whatever. I actually really like the Dave East fucking uh, lion. There is a dude who has been begging me to cover a Dave East project for, like, two years, and I never got to it. So one day I'll cover a Davies project. But I did, like, actually start the process of reviewing one. And shout out Davies. He's fucking talented and more people should give him some love. Anyway, 
he's he's doing his thing. He's being like the best J. Cole ever, blah, blah, blah. And then he says the most like fucking knock it out the park shit that just like I wasn't expecting this. Like I was in this position where I was like, okay, J. Cole, we got it. Ain't nothing wrong with living check to check because most have to. I understand that. Instead of capping, which I now know means lying. Why don't you talk about being a broke rapper? I don't understand that. And that's the part where, like, I find, I love that. I don't understand why you lie about having money. And I don't understand being a broke rapper because I'm not. I digress. But he also understands it because back in 08, he, like, was that and no longer is that. That was, that to me is, like, the opposite of the fucking pregnant shit. It's fucking great. But then it, like, it hit home, man. It hit home. See, I started talking to producers and video people. Let's say the peripheries of the hip-hop game. And their number one complaint is, how y'all rapping about having money but can't afford to pay me? Why do all of them have that story with a large number of people and never do the names get said, etc., etc.? But like, yo, sometimes you see people, like, dropping their tracks and you're like, bro, I worked with you in the call center. <laughs> like, I, I worked with, I know what you make. <laughs> like, I, 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 oh, yeah, of course, side hustles. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, we all struggling. Let's just struggle together, you know? Like, that's a perspective I think a lot of people could relate to. And I think that's what made it really cool. Like, like it's not even to say that if you have some fresh-ass shit going on, go for it. But, like, it almost feels like you have to be rich out the gate now. And, like, it's kind of weird when instead most of us are not rich. And most of us are probably, like, bleeding fucking money just trying to put a dream together. Like, album productions isn't exactly simple you either paying in time cash or both so i felt like wow this like took a twist in a direction where i'm like man what it's like to be nice as fuck but got to stress to pay the bills i don't know i feel like that's every mc feel that way who doesn't feel that way let's be honest whether or not we are nice as fuck we kind of I'll believe we're nice as fuck or we wouldn't be doing this. I think I'm the greatest rapper I know. No offense to the rappers I know. Uh, Y'all probably think you're the greatest rapper you know. And it's no offense to the other ones you know. But that's kind of what it is. Like, we, we put so much time into creating the art that we want to visualize and shit. And then at the end of the day, it's like, yo, I can't put time into this. Like, yo, it's a blessing. I'm on vacation from day job. And at 9.43, I can be sitting here doing this beautiful experience of talking about the album. But, like, typically I'm doing this after work in a whole different vibe and a whole different mind frame where I'm not, let's say, as well-rested and in a creative space to take my time. It's usually, like, stressed and, like, rushing and all this other shit because that's what being a broke rapper is. Like, yo, I make money and I'm still not making money. You know, like, money come in, money go out. That's what a lot of us really live like. Like, yo, you, 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 it just flows and you look at your bank account after and you're like, the fuck? What am I going to do next? How am I going to achieve that? Yo, I would rather more people rap like that because fuck, I know that story. And I know most people I know know that story regardless to what their fucking music says. Because, right, come on. Anyway, I know. Anyway, I don't want to go too far with that. I don't want to be too negative or anything. But it really hit me. I was like, that's fucking cool. And then he kind of like describes how like he went from that and then he figured out his worth and then he elevated and did all this other shit. You know, like... Um, I, I feel like the rest of the verse didn't necessarily hit me as hard, but I, I feel like he was able to overcome his demons and obtain all the money. Um, I like the line, if you broke and clowning a millionaire, the joke is on you. Money ain't everything. I never say that. And I like that line too, because money is like part of things, 
but like people really just willing to go all in for like cash flow without even considering a lot of things like like i don't know if you've ever seen how people treat like a super wealthy person like the guy who owns my company is worth nine figures his house is big enough that you can see it on google maps i've been there I th it's some of the only pictures I've ever kept on my phone is this guy's fucking like house because like bro it's like MTV Cribs ain't got shit on this guy's house and like I watched the way people talk to him and they don't treat him like a human and shit so like if you ain't got your integrities in fact and you're like sense of self and you just get there yo the whole world is gonna anyway it it's a weird world like I totally get where J. Cole's coming from I'm not rich but I seen the way people treat rich people and it fucking scares the shit out of me more than like any more than being poor. And I don't know. It sounds like weird, but like this whole world is kind of weird like that. And then you got this outro. Where I feel like you're just kind of flexing and chest pounding and like showing, yo, if you put yourself out the truest version of yourself, you're going to achieve all the greatness and you can be just like me sort of. Or like, I guess you got to be real with it and you have to already be in that position where you're going to like be yourself. But he's kind of trying to showcase that via being himself he achieved this shit instead of trying to cap and be something else anyway i give this song a 4.5 on 5 it's a pretty good track i would definitely listen to this one again so let's move on to punching the clock uh this track is really cool um at like a rap level it might be one of my favorite verses on the whole project like pretty much every fucking bar is exciting to me and it's really great the intro and outro are really strong too because they they effectively create this context again for the album in a different way so if you want more and you want to grind more you got to put in a serious amount of effort like the outro really sells it like it's kind of describing how when you're in the off season before i think it's with like a football thing when you're doing your training camps and shit and you're, you're getting yourself in there if you put that effort in if you train yourself kind of like this last year there are people who have been training their skills and those people when life comes back in are going to be at a serious advantage over the people that did not train their skills and found excuses to not pursue it and sharpen their swords so in a sense like this last year has been the off season and J. Cole has been out there practicing. And yo, if I compare this to KOD, which was, I believe, made in two weeks, this is a significantly, like, you can see the level of effort he put into making this album pristine and perfect, and I respect it. Like, when he's talking this talk, he's backing it up on this project is what I'm feeling. And then the bars on this are brilliant. Like, uh, I really like the I Got More Cribs Than Habitat for Humanity. That's just a great line because they build houses all over. So J. Cole is just wealthy as fuck and has a bunch of properties and shit. But then like immediately he's like paid off collections from recollections of calamity. And that's an interesting line because it's like the credit angle, but also like the debt to like the system and the world that you're in. And then thinking back on like the harshest times that created those situations in the first place. But like you've moved on past that and like established the balance again. It's brilliant. Yo, the shit pop off. I learned to duck under the canopy till it cool off they marked up right in front of me like yo that is those are big bars like there are people who live that shit i never lived that shit but that's a real thing that happened to j cole so it's like in a sense he's like yo i learned that in my environment this is how to survive but like when i'm talking about paying off these debts it's like these are the memories i'm describing and as he's established he wasn't necessarily part of the game he was just around this world and had to like flow with it um told him to come off his chain for trying to floss died over a cross just like the start of christianity 
I was like, that's big too, right? Like this man's died in front of J. Cole because of a chain snatching a cross. And then the idea of dying over a cross, which like is what happened in that moment. And that's also how Christianity starts because Jesus dies on the cross and shit. Man, this is like, to me, some of the best fucking bars we're getting. I, I like it a lot. And then immediately he follows that with an anecdote where somebody hands him a gun and he thinks it's a toy and he fucking shoots it and it like goes through trees and he's like a fucking kid tripping on if like he killed somebody by accident or like maybe the cops are going to show up and do some shit. This is haunting his dreams and whatnot. And then it just kind of like flows out through and it's like left leaves it out with um, now I'm left here paid like I plan to be damn. And I really like it. I like it a lot. Like this whole album just kind of feels like these flashbacks and these things that were haunting J. Cole that he's like sharing with us as to why he appreciates the wealth. He, it's almost like an explanation for why J. Cole is the way that J. Cole is relative to other people. And I really like that part of this project where I feel like we're really getting a sense and a very personal sense of who he is mixed with this like excellent compositional skill of flow and delivery and whatnot. The beats I like, I feel like these beats are not like, they're not the beats I would go to, but they're enjoyable. This song though, this is one of my favorites on the project. I'm going to give it a 4.75. It's a fucking stellar tune. Uh, it's also the shortest. It's like under two minutes comes in punches through does its thing it's almost like this song is like punching the clock it's like fine whatever let me show you how to do a, a under two minute track right let me show y'all that it can be done and then he does it and he smashes it out the park all right let's move on to 100 mil so yo um i really like this song because i feel like after all of this reminiscing on where we've come from and all of the different parts of that we get to this like self-celebration right like yo he's at 100 mil and he's still on the grind like in his mind he has not achieved where he needs to be regardless of where he's at but at the same time it's like yo i got 100 mil like <laughs> shit man i i can only imagine what it would like feel like to after all of everything get to that point where you really are in that tier and existence of reality where like you can just say that you've done it and you you're not finished yet you're not at your prime you're just another person still on the come up and that's what i'm feeling in this track like a lot of people get satisfied and i feel like even with everything he said it's like self-celebration but it's also this thirst for more and to grind and to self-improve and i don't feel it like yo the money matters i feel like this is a crazy metric I can't believe it. It's like when I look at like a YouTube stat and you're like, that's a fuck. Like, yo, there's a person in Kazakhstan that fucks with my shit. Like, it's like that is how I feel J. Cole singing about it. Like, yeah, it's cool. But like, there's still so much more to do. And that attitude is just like, like serious, right? Like, imagine having a hundred million dollars and feeling like, eh, whatever. I'm going to still get it. That is a fucking ambition that I can respect, you know? And then I like how the verse kind of flows through a little bit back on that, like never peddled rock, never said a lot, only what need to be said. Got a little guap when you get a lot, won't no bitch leave you on red. That's an interesting line. Basically, he never did these things. He never snitched on things. He went ahead and got some money. And it turns out ladies answer you when you're rich. 
it's not that surprising. I bet everybody answers you when you're rich. Like, who's leaving you unread? Are the guys leaving you? Un- I mean, I suppose in the past you get more women leaving you unread than guys. That's where he's coming from. But still, um, I like the this game is like follow the leader. If you're looking closely enough, you'll see that I led. And he's got a fair point. There's a lot of people I've talked to in my interview quest that cite J. Cole as one of the greatest and most important rappers of this generation from the sense of being an inspiration to them, from the sense of almost showing them another way to do it. Like, yo, like Forest Hill's drive was a really incredible accomplishment as far as albums go. The videos were on point, like the sounds he uses, the way he like then goes into this like anti-pop album with For Your Eyes Only and then taps into modern sounds but always keeps this like conscious vibe to it but somehow makes consciousness not as boring as a lot of people make consciousness like he's got a point that he he really is one of these people when he says some shit like i'm on that mount rushmore it's like i suppose cole is one of the few people that if you were to make a claim like that people won't like contest it like if you were to think of a mount rushmore of the 2010s it's arguable to say J. Cole deserves to be considered for his face being carved onto that mountain. I'm not the one to decide it, but straight up, it's a fair argument to make. And if he makes that claim, like, it is what it is. So, like, I don't hate it at all. I really like this. I feel like the confidence that he's exuding is just powerful. And then to even just follow it up with them bullets fly by, that shit sober you up. I'm proud of my people. They never switched up. Don't care if it's Michael B. Jordan that's calling my woman to fuck. She ain't never gonna pick up. And then I can't say the same for you people. A couple of dollars be changing you people. So it's like, again, on that idea that like we got this money and we're still loyal to each other. Like anybody can call his woman who he's been like with since like time. Like they've been together most of his career and like they've been loyal and have this like super cool relationship. Like, yo, he wants to fold clothes for her. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how much he loves this girl that he like literally wrote a song. Like I'm going to do laundry so that you can have some free fucking time. That's how down he is. And because of his like genuineness, people are like, nah, nobody can fuck with that. Yo, I get it. Like, People can rap about wanting to fuck my bitch all they want, but then they have to go convince Bonnie that, like, you're, like, they're more interesting than me. And you got to convince Bonnie of that. It's not up to me. That's up to her to decide. And that means, like, you're testing her loyalties and shit. And I'm pretty confident that most of y'all, not all of y'all, Harrison Ford would win. There's a few people. Like, if you look like a fucking lumberjack, I'm sweating a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Um, Sadly, I can't say the same for you. And that's where a lot of people switch up. And yo, all you have to do is go on Facebook and look at people's memes about relationships. Evidently, most people live in, not most, people who are very vocal on Facebook about the relationships live in this existence of flipping like betrayals and shits. And it's like, man, I don't get any of this shit. It doesn't make no sense to me because it's not my reality. People are like, yo, you can't have a woman that treats you right. I'm like, bro, I had a woman that treated me right for like six fucking years. You can't find a woman that treats you right. Don't go put in all of us in your little fucking meme bubble. And I feel like J. Cole in that regard. Yo, seriously, if a fucking log throwing fucking guy with a beard came through, like, that would tempt her. That would tempt her. I, I, yo, like, I, I know, I know her, okay? Like, whatevs you just got to know your woman mostly i don't look like what she wants and think you do so it's fascinating to me i mean she picked me okay like come on <laughs> like you just gotta have some perspective with it everybody likes what they like and then i love this like post verse shit where it's almost like singing to himself 
you know it's like singing to himself about like how dope he is but he's not even there yet and you know who really put that fucking idea in my mind for the first time it was fucking kanye west in like 2012 or 13 when I watched him do this interview and I realized he's more brilliant than most people give him any credit. And Kanye West was like, I'm more than a rapper. Everyone can hate what they want. I'm not a, just a rapper. And now Kanye West flipped bankruptcy to $3 billion on excellent business decisions. And like, yo, shut up that. So like I got inspired by this idea that like there's just so much more because Kanye West put the idea in my head to be more than just a rapper. And I feel like, yo, this whole energy of not being in your prime, regardless of success, and trying to still push for greater excellence is just so fucking cool. This shit's a five on five. This is one of my favorite songs on the album. I don't even know if I want to listen to it again. I just love what he's going on about so much that I'm completely biased. And as I'm talking about it, I'm in such a good mood that it got... Anyway, my, my grades are fucking useless. My commentary is what people care about. Let's talk about Pry is the Devil. I love this song. I think this one is like one of my favorite songs on the album just like at a conceptual level and a sonic level so i like the guitar the, the like kind of different vibe that comes through on this one it just sounds different but again sounds like it fits but also on an album placement front you have this last track where like j cole is kind of like almost feeling conflicted about his success at 100 million and how he needs to go further further with it because he's the man and it's all going to mean something and then he's kind of built up this this whole like shit right now and then all of a sudden we get to pride is the devil i think it got a hold on me pride is the devil less so many r.i.p yo pride is mad complicated i battle this demon every fucking day right like pride is that shit that tells you you the motherfucking man you got to get out there and get that shit but then pride also like can go like real far with it so like pride can take you from confidence to arrogance real quick and now confidence is you need pride for confidence but then pride and arrogance are also highly linked and when you cross the line from confidence to arrogance it puts you in a situation where you can like do dumb shit and dumb shit can lead to both metaphorical and literal rips um i really like that a lot like that is just one little chorus the way he delivers it with the singing airiness the just the beautiful clean vocals I, I think it's just an amazing replayable hook that like really gets you in the vibe for the song and then he follows it with this like spastic delivery on the next part the terrified paranoid i'll put you over everything to fill the void and when you're gone will i have anything or will i be destroyed and it almost feels like this fucking love song for uh pride and how its effect on him like after you start considering the impact of pride, you're left in this weird, insecure place where you're kind of trying to figure out how you're going to make sense of stuff and you're kind of all over the place. I, I don't know. I really enjoyed I really enjoyed how it sounds. And then we move into the verse where it's just this beautiful, like, constant flow that I feel like he's just killing it on. And overall, it's kind of without going through all the bars, like, He's just kind of, again, reminiscing, grateful that he got through, that he survived, that he made it to 30, that he he, he kind of pulled out of the situation. But then he has to battle the demons of pride where it's like he got to act kind of harder than he really is or he kind of has to hide shame or he has to act in certain ways just because pride makes people behave differently. Like pride is what keeps us from asking for help when we need it but pride is also what allows us to su succeed and excel in other ways so it's kind of a weird thing 
Make a flash a thousand like you hit the lottery. Make a baby mama make shit harder than it gotta be. All of that's pride. When really we don't have the perspective in these moments. It's like trying to just make the best of a shitty circumstance and at least you have some pride. It's like this thing that you can hold on to, but really pride in a lot of ways gets in the way of a lot of shit. But then it's like fucked up, right? Because you're like super proud of the shit you do. And keep in mind, being proud of stuff is a matter of pride. Like they're they're like related at like etymological point of view. So like when I'm proud of my own work, it's like I'm taking pride in myself, which is, you know, a really cool thing. But then it's just complicated. But when he says pride be the reason for the family dichotomy, I'm like, yo, I relate to that. Like, I don't talk to my brother. <laughs> like, we just don't talk. We live very different lives. We can't be in the same room with each other. My existence annoys him. His existence annoys me. And it's a matter of pride. We'll just fight on some dumb shit. Even with, like, all of the maturities in the world that I try to put forth, we still going to fight on some dumb shit. And it's still going to be all over pride. I'm, I'm like mature enough to admit it, but not mature enough to behave differently. And that's kind of the reality of, I think, a lot of situations. Um, but yo, people that don't want to apologize, yo, my parent, everything's fucking weird when it comes to family. And it's all related to pride. So I feel like J. Cole just like smashed it right on. Like, this is one of those songs where it's like, yo, you found like exactly what the problem is for a lot of people, but also articulated it really, really good. And then. I love this like end part, slowly realizing what the root of all my problems be. It got me feeling different when somebody said they're proud of me. And even that part is kind of relatable because it's fucking weird. Like you go through all these mental gymnastics and shit as you try to cope with pride. And then all of a sudden you go from people being like, shut the fuck up. You aren't special. Shut the fuck up. You shouldn't be so arrogant. This, that too. Yo, I'm proud of you. You're the fucking coolest. You're doing all the shits. And it's like, bro. That is a mental trip and a half to like like a fucking switch. Have everybody go from like, bro, you're overselling yourself to nah, you are that shit. But you don't do anything different. You're doing the same thing the whole way through. So I kind of related a lot to all of that. Love the chorus part I put through. Then I also even like the accounting part where he's like, I got to pay somebody to add up my money. Then I got to pay the next guy just to make sure that the first guy is not fucking ripping me off. So I got all this money, whatever, whatever. But the way that he kind of showed the complexity of what it is to have all that money is just fucking nifty to me. Then little Baby does his verse where it's like super clean vocals too. No auto-tune, super clear. Everything's fucking nice. That flow is super on point. Um... There isn't like a whole lot that he says that I feel like I need to comment on. It's just super straightforward. He's putting forth his own situations. He owns a lot of homes. He's addicted to promethazine and he knows it. He's trying to like just do his shit and he wants to just succeed. You know, like I don't have a lot more to say about it. It's actually a really well delivered, really great verse that I would love to listen to again. I just don't have like a whole bunch to say on it because... I don't think he's talking to me. I think he's talking to the younger ones, whereas like J. Cole is straight up talking to me on that one a little bit more. And I like that, that on a track like this, he gets almost two different generational ages to like approach this topic, thus adding more value to it in the whole, which cause who was expecting a little baby feature? Well, maybe we all should have. Maybe I'm just the only one that did it. I digress. This shit's a smash. I'm going to give it a 4.75 on five. And before we play... Oh, yo. So the next song that we're going to listen to is called Let Go My Hand. Um, all right. So this track is gorgeous in terms of like it's got more of that beautiful aesthetic. That That's how I feel like 
The beat's kind of nice. Baz's feature is really wonderful. The singing's all cool. And then J. Cole drops this, like, pensive, vapid, like, airy verse. I don't mean it, like... This just sounds like J. Cole heard this shit and he just had a lot of thoughts. And then he put, like, all the thoughts into a verse and it was just, like, a stream of consciousness about, like, the most regular stuff to me, like... But it still fits the album. It's still, like, on this... It's almost like this whole album is J. Cole debating himself on how to manage his success and, like, his fame and the inner demons he's facing. So... Then he gets into, like, sometimes I question whether the shit matters, putting substance into something when the world's so used to instant gratification. And to that, I find it's like I get how people can feel that way because there's, like, this narrative out there that nobody has attention spans. And then I look at the Twitch and I see that a whole bunch of y'all been here for, like, well over an hour. And I'm like, mm, nah, people have attention spans if they're interested in things. And weirdly, I think J. Cole is one of those artists that captures attention spans like that and gets people to pay attention so i can understand his feelings though when the whole world acts away and, and creates these narratives and ideas but like yeah i think he knows this shit matters but like it, it's a good start right and then the whole like part where it's like so i found this instrumental on my phone i didn't vibe with it at first i had to take a step away from life let kind of things float away just to like really find the right vibe and connect with it and get a new perspective on it and i was like that's that's a cool thing i'm definitely certain that happens I'm, i've even like had it where like you like a song today and then you hate it because music is so attached to your mood and so many other things where like that's why it's like being an album reviewer is like the weirdest shit like i might feel this way at 10 37 on may 14th the day the album came out but maybe like four weeks from now, I'm in a raging mood and I hate the sound. Or maybe I'm just in this weird pensive mood and I love the sound. I'm like, you know, it's so fickle. But I love the content that he's putting forth on this project. I think it's really well thought out and really interesting. Um, I also like the fucking next bit about like religion and how like he's got people who push these ways and he recognizes the wisdom in it, but he lacks the discipline to like actually apply these things for himself it's that self-awareness tip and then all of a sudden it's like he's going to london and he's getting paid a million dollars to go do a show which is just fucking crazy to think about that that's your fucking price tag um and then it's like yo but i don't even love my music no more i'm the biggest critic of my shit i, I kind of miss being not famous when i love my music more than everybody else and then my son's gonna like not like like me like he did and i gotta make sure he's prepared for the world and he's growing up and he's kind of embarrassed and it just flows like that this like random fucking assortment of like song like ideas just kind of strung together and like Again, like, I love the idea of, like, again, it's not that it's unrelated. Like, from the son thing, he's considering how he has to get his son prepared for life because, honestly, he was unprepared in the ways and he had these fears and different things and all of a sudden went through there and he's not really a fighter. And then who would have thought the last time he fought was with Puff Daddy? And I'm like, man, this is the most, like, stream of consciousness shit ever. Like, you just fucking flow whatever was in the mind and I'm not even hating it's just like idea after idea and it just kind of fucking works and i like it and then the bridge is nice and then it just is all kind of cool and like you know like this is meant to be like yo in the sea of ideas and thoughts you get this serenity within the singing where it's like 
time kind of moves on and you can be stronger and, and grind forward and it's like you have this this verse that represents like this chaos of the world and all the things and then this like focal point and then puff daddy's there <laughs> doing his little outro part which is really nice this like prayer thing he does because you know he did the scuffle of puff daddy and look at where we're at now diddy's here on the outro and overall it's a gorgeous song it is not one that I think I would go back to in many vibes on my preferences shit, but I really like it a lot. I'm going to give this one a 4.5 on 5. I think it accomplishes all of its goals. I think the beat is so grandiose because, yo, like, even after Diddy, right, it has this, like, outro of a good 45 seconds where the beat evolves and does its own little thing and has its opportunity to kind of play out and air it out. And it even, like, adds to this idea of, calming serenity-ness right so you go from the beginning of this track with spastic thoughts and all sorts of just stream of consciousness into like this melodic thing into like this kind of prayer where it gets even calmer into just this absence of vocals and let the music kind of take you away and find your inner serenity so if you think about it with regards to the album placement after struggling with pride and shit after worrying about that it's almost like you kind of sometimes just have to let everything go and just kind of vibe and 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 whatever and i think it's it's kind of great for the placement of everything i think it again adds into just everything we've gotten is this journey like this seems to be how j cole learned to get over himself is what i think the whole point of this album is during the off season i got over myself and i'm ready plus he trained and got good again but it really feels like this cool journey where people can like listen to this and just seeing somebody like him be so open about his inner turmoil but also start to like morph it in a way where it feels like we're getting this more positive here's how you can deal with it here's how you can get a solution i think that's what makes music today a little bit more brilliant than say the 90s like people love the 90s but the 90s was just like a decade of yo the world is fucked up and then like point final it ends like there weren't that many solutions being brought forth where i feel like a lot of the people nowadays are writing these albums where it's like, yo, everything fucked up, but here's some solutions. And I think that's something that just needs to be given more respect in this this era. People are definitely trying to solution more than they used to in music. Uh, so let's move on to the interlude track. All right. So this one is the second single, which I didn't listen to when it came out because it was like, I'm going to review the album. I stopped listening to singles a long time ago because it fucks up my album review experience to listen to singles, which like, uh, like kind of move things around. Um, anyway, so like, I, I feel like it's just kind of like the rest of this project in regards to tone and what this, this actually is. It's him reflecting on where he is, but also kind of taking it in a new direction. So as we said, it's like solutioning is starting to happen here. And part of solutioning is to be prepared, mentally prepared to like handle the situation. So understanding that he has gotten to this peak and pinnacle of his life where he is, and he's really in a place where he's pretty much on top of his world. Like J. Cole doesn't have many more like, like he's already done more than like most people ever can in this game. Um, so what happens is it can go two ways up or down and he's ready for it because he's he's just set up his life for that so if he loses it all i guess he's prepared fiscally etc etc but he's also ready to take on the next chapter and take over the world 
And I think that's such an interesting place like to be at. Like a lot of people ride laurels and like you look at it and you're like, why are you doing that? You can be better. And I feel like even within himself, J. Cole, I'm a little bit saying on the last project was riding laurels. Like a lot of people love KOD. I think it was a riding laurels album. And then uh, I, I really just, I feel like this is him going, nah, I really can bring it. And he did. His project is him bringing it. I really am impressed with everything so far. This verse is stellar. It's really well delivered. Um, I just feel like I don't know what else to like comment on it. Like we've been through all of the topics he's explored on this this project down to this summer. I do real numbers. Couldn't dare touch it if they sold the double disc. Right. And that in, like he said it like on the earlier part of this album, like you're, you sell like nothing with your 30 track songs. And I do all of my thing, you know, like so it's like I. At this point in the project, I feel like this is the most redundant song and it's like only purpose is to kind of sum up everything we've heard so far a little bit, but it is called an interlude. So I guess that is its purpose and I shouldn't be so critical of that if it's that self-aware for what it is. And it, it kind of touches on everything we've heard. It goes back to everything. I kind of like the he, uh, my homie, homie Scott out on parole. He sold more Coca-Cola than the soda industry. I thought that was a pretty fucking great line. I also really liked that Christ went to heaven at age 33 and so did Pimpsey and so did Nipsey. And I thought that was a pretty cool like comparison to make and just in general. Uh, it was really great. But like, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of y'all watching this have already bumped this a whole bunch because it came up before the album as a single. And it's like super fire as a single. And I get it as a single. But like in the context of this album, I feel like it's one of the weaker tunes just because like it brings nothing new to the table. It doesn't add any real value. It's just almost like a bit of a summary. So I'm going to give it like a 4.25 because I like pretty much everything else on this album more. Um, let's move on to the climb back. This shit is five minutes long and it's 2021, right? So in theory, we're not supposed to have super long songs, but I would say right off the jump this is the best j cole song i have heard since 2014 forest hills drive i love this song a lot it does like everything i want out of a song the beat's nice it's got this airiness that you can just kind of get lost in and just vibe to but then it starts off with like this sample that kind of like sets a context are you doing this work to facilitate growth or to become famous which is more important getting or letting go and then it's like just such an interesting thing to think about off the jump but then you get that chorus and his delivery is just so fucking fluid like he sings it kind of like calm like and he's just like everything comes around back full circle why do lies sound pleasant but the truth hurtful etc and he just kind of explores like the complexity a little bit of dealing with people and i really like it um and then it just kind of ends in a really like serious note on that cor uh, chorus my pick me up and we gonna light the city up as if the sun had the night shift and paint the town red for my found dead too soon and then it's like whoa that took like a heavy turn right like so you're out there and you're trying to live life and you're dealing with people and it's complicated and people are smiling and, and everything's fucked up but it's like now you just got to go out there and celebrate to pay homage to your like homie that like got killed or died or is no longer with you at an age that is probably like way too young and i have no idea what that's like i'm blessed to like only know one young person who's died in my like whole life 
which is pretty blessed because I'm 33 and there's been so little death in my existence. So to hear stuff like that is often like heavy for me because like I literally have no idea what it's like. But then he hits this verse and I mean, he does like everything. He has flows that are just so properly intricately put down that just stay alive and keep changing like it's it's a versatile verse his delivery is just stellar it's almost theatrical in the way he's just blending elements of singing and like emphasis and rapping and everything just to create this super great thing everything is just pristinely in the pocket even though he's going um literally at the double times in the fast just flossing on it but then you get to the fucking content and almost bar for fucking bar throughout the entire track. It's just like, I'm fucking dope. And y'all don't give me respect <laughs> is the first verse. And then the second verse we'll get to. But it's like, yo, watch how people treat you when you are dope and you don't get no fucking respect. And then there's that outro, which is just like, holy shit. What a interesting idea. So it's like. Not only does he take the opportunity to like make a play for being one of the greatest ever with this incredibly composed song, but to like end it on such a powerful note on top of that, where like he provides again a practical solution for some of the problems that we've been exploring. That, like, frankly, how has nobody thought of a homicide hotline like that? Like, a, a line for, like, people who might want to go kill somebody to call up in, like, in a environment that's safe. Get, like, in real-time help from, like, a professional who understands how to deal with these emotions and, like, manage that situation. And I was, like, I felt like that needed to be talked about first almost because it's it's one of the most profound things, like... I bet that's one of those things that if they actually implemented it and somebody put up the money to do it, a lot of people's lives would get saved, both from the people who maybe perform certain actions and avoiding the consequences of that and possibly ending cycles of violence that like exist in places that many maybe middle class people don't fully understand. But it seems like an easy solution relative to a lot of other solutions like institutionalizing a bunch of people at crazy cost to taxpayers slash privatizing that shit to make bank on it i digress just throwing that out there so i just thought it was so profound but like down to the verses it's great like to the left of that decimal i need seven cigars to play the joint turn your decibels peep how i decimate a joint he does he decimates the joint but also it's like i'm a million dollar performer it's just a flex like Say what the fuck you want about album sales. If you cost a million dollars to show up, like, that's a humbling thing to think about. I don't even think I could get a hundred dollars to show up at a lot of, maybe I could, but like a lot of places. A million? You, that means that somebody feels that they're going to make more than a million dollars off of you being there. That's fucking serious, right? Like, if you really think about the flex. You know, then it's like, check my projects, select them workers at section ADA points, and you'll see how I flip, how I flip like exclamation points. That I, because if you look at an exclamation point, it's like an I upside down. Anyway, he really goes through and just decimates this verse. I don't want to go through like every single bar, because I don't want to get stuck at a point where I fuck it up, but like, 
I really like how some shit where he's like, I'm sending a warning. A problem with me is like the BET Hip Hop Awards. I'm starting to see you people don't want it. And that's funny because I really do think there's like a, a general trend that people don't care about the BET Hip Hop Awards. So it's like a, a kind of political commentary on the state of things. Simultaneously, like you don't really want beef with me. But like, I mean, he kind of like took shots at like Lil Pump and then sat down with him for like an interview to make peace and show the better ways. So maybe getting beef with J. Cole is a great way to get like one on one time with J. Cole so he can like father you. That was literally what I thought about when I heard that part. But I get it. He will fuck you up on a rhyme. Um, and I just I just really enjoyed it, except for No Name. I think No Name clapped back and he just shut the fuck up on that one. Um, maybe it wasn't No Name. It was it was one of the ladies that like he, he kind of had a little thing with. Um, trash rappers ass backers trying to toe to toe him. We laugh at his staff strap. Like, sorry, I forgot the line where I'm sick of this flaunting from people I know ain't got more dough than coal. And then they're all like these people that are flexing their wealth, etc. But then it's like if you're in a position where you are worth a hundred million, and you're seeing cats that ain't worth that shit pretending like they got that shit, like you can smell the bullshit, and it's probably really funny. So I totally like that. I don't know. The rest of this just plays out beautiful. Um, I like the one phone call gets you canceled like a homophobe in this PC culture. Like that's a great line because of how it really plays out. But like it's 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 just so like in tune with the times. Like so many times people like make bars like that and they sound so like out of tune. This isn't like critical. It's more like, yeah, that's what happens. So it's a good bar. And I like it. Then you get that chorus that comes back in and it just does its thing and it flows and it's beautiful. But then you get that second verse where I feel like the tone of the song just shifts in such a interesting direction. So survival at all costs, now it's changed. Now like the entire vibe is different. This is maybe how people feel and maybe even including himself. Every day people get logged off, bodies get hauled off, passing a funeral procession while holding my breath in the car. I'm like, yo, that is just the opposite of j cole being the best rapper bodying people now we're in like real life and people are actually getting bodied and he's seeing funeral processions and shit and then it feels like the devil's winning and it feels like yo does that mean god lost which is a fucking interesting idea like in this world if the devil wins it does kind of mean that god loses and is that what's happening and then i like how he flips it just got off the phone with my he back in the kennel my dog lost and then he just kind of like reuses the same language in a sense, well, lost at least, and then flips the entire meaning of it. Anyway, then it's like he, he kind of describes this whole situation where this guy who's now back in the pen, it's like he tried to reach out to him. He tried to, like, give him the opportunity. And he, keep in mind, he's, like, killing it with the flows. Like, it's really quick, intricate, and really well-laced. But he's describing how, like, he gave him the opportunity, and this guy comes through, and he's kind of jealous of the girls and the things. So, like, people eye you, and they're like, yo... I want your success. It should be me that has all that success. And then he got that piece of advice where it's like, if you give somebody the rope, they're going to hang themselves. Just, just like, let them be, let, let it happen. You can't change people. Um, and I, I feel like there, he, I don't know. It's, it's really just like you're left with this sense of bleakness almost like, as much as you can win and you can do well for yourself, you're still going to have to deal with the fact that unfortunately for many other people, they are not able to understand it and thus are caught in that trap stills. And then then there was that they fiend to clap as often as the genius app misquoting me, which I thought was really funny because half of J. Cole's fucking lyrics are verified. And then genius responded on Twitter like, do we get this one right? And I, I thought that was great. I just I really enjoyed that. But like 
to be fair, Genius is just like either their staff or like their fans that are uploading it. But you know, artists could just correct their own lyrics. Anyway, I really enjoyed that too. Cause hey, what site are we on? We're on Genius. This is Genius lyrics right here in our face. That's misquoting it. And I thought that was funny. Anyway, I really appreciated this verse and how he just kind of like ends it like basically don't fuck with me because if anyone does come for me like that, I'll take you out. And then you get that outro where it's like, yo, people got these suicide prevention hotlines, but why is there like nothing for when you feel heated for a homicide? Imagine. And then it's like when you get the urge to use triggers, you could just call up a phone number and get like counseling and help, which you probably need in that moment. And I'm like, again, like I said at the beginning of this song segment, like that's a profoundly fucking powerful solution. So he spends like the whole album presenting the problem in the context. And then with his position of power that he's gained in his life actually drops a viable solution that could have an impact on society. Shout out J. Cole. Like, shout out. This is a six on five kind of thing. It's a five on five for sure. But, like, this special. I think it's up there with my favorite J. Cole songs. I can't say it's my favorite, but it's absolutely a contender for one of the best songs in his entire catalog, in my opinion. All right. Let's move on to the next one. It's called Close. Like, this is a super heavy song. Um, it, like, it really hits hard. Um I feel like we went on such a journey with this album, like a lot of his insecurities and looking at his past and shit, but like as much as he provides that like solutions, you got to really, really think about the placement there. So he's like, yo, what about a homicide hotline for a situation? And then he proceeds to tell this like story. So like it's about his friend. And I mean, the short version of this is like his perception as they're living their different lives. Uh, and then like, you know, got to be patient and trusting God. He did coach temptations or taking a shortcut, but I don't because I ain't trying to be uh, almost when I get it. I'm afloat. Gone are the days we was close. And this shit like kind of hits, right? Because I think a lot of people is they try to elevate in their life, reach this point where people they were like formerly close to start to like make choices that are not necessarily in line with the vision so you on this one path let's call it like i don't know for the sake of j cole is straight and narrow and then it's like he comes across this friend when like time has passed and he's whatever and it's like now he looks at this person and you're just like a ghost a shell of your former self so caught up about that dope uh so it's like you in that world and i'm in this world <clears throat> and when i look at you it's like i don't even recognize the person that i used to know um where we're in like different notes he's got a coast nothing but a dollar and some hope and he's up in new york doing his thing and then you're riding around living your life and he just kind of paints this picture where it's like he, he describes the environment and he's like sipping the lean and he's doing this shit and now he's got like the powders in his life and he's kind of living fast and hard and not like street world whereas j cole's out there elevating in his music world so i assume this is when he's in new york in the earlier parts of his career as he's on his come up and shit anyway then he's like sitting there it's like i'm about to blow up and then he's like kind of thinking about his friend you know he had like a nightmare and it awoke him. He had this dream of him and other people and a scuffle happens. Now you might like think it's whatever, but like I, I know people on this like energy tip who've had moments. Like I dated a girl who one time woke up and was like, yo, something happened to my brother, something about his lung, this, that, the next thing. And he was like in another city and the next day he called and like some shit happened with his lung. 
and had like pneumonia in his lung or something it was fucking crazy to me i'll never forget that for the rest of my life because like it was such a profound thing so it's like i can almost see it like being this situation where j cole just felt this universal energy thing impacted his dreams and he knew something was wrong so he woke up and he didn't see the guns that these guys had and he tried to yell but he couldn't because he's like watching it in a fucking dream and then basically uh these people just kind of like fucking kill him and you know and he was just kind of like uh in his eyes he saw hope of something better you know better than leaning coke and numbing yourself to escape the pain and living fast and all this other shit and then j cole's like reminiscing on this idea that like maybe if i'd been more present i could have saved you etc etc which is powerful because again like there is the situation where like sometimes when you're on your come up and you're doing your thing trying to get yourself right you're almost in a position where you have to abandon other people to themselves while they're out there doing their thing and during that time a moment like this can transpire and then basically he reached for his phone and he got all these calls and messages from his mom saying that he he, he died and it wasn't just like you know a random occurrence like he just had this like premonition that it was coming and, and felt away and then it ended up happening and it might be the dude that the uh for your eyes only was written about i know that definitely there was somebody close to him that did pass away like that and i can only imagine how much that impacts you especially as you're sitting there with a hundred million dollar net worth fucking in power land and all this other such and then you're just kind of thinking back to your friends um in the past and whatnot anyway i really really like this one um it's a 4.5 on 5 to me i don't know like how often i would come back to re-listen to it but it's super well composed and it really approaches the subject matter in a great storytelling-esque kind of way and showcases another kind of song on this album where we haven't seen a lot of storytelling so i think it approaches the core topic in a refreshing way honestly this laid into the project that will leave us with the last one that we're going to talk about which is hunger on hillside yo i just realized all of the freaking song titles have a space between every letter and uh i don't know what the significance of that really is but i've personally never seen an artist stylize their project like that before and then using the period to signify a space now makes more sense because how else do you actually indicate that there's a space between the words so that's just the thing that happened on this project that i haven't seen other artists do let me know if you're this far deep what you think the meaning behind that is because i got no real ideas um but before we talk about this shit can we can we just acknowledge right away that dirt work you know a little montreal guy right over here a producer from the city that i hail from is right here on this fucking j cole album as a producer of hunger on the hill side um i think it's just beautiful to see that every time dirt work does some shit like that and ends up like big names like kanye's album winning a grammy fucking over here on this thing possibly gonna win another grammy like that's fucking so cool just to see my city like here just another people got like that right like j cole somehow ended up working with somebody in my part of town that's just so amazing to see so shout out dirt work for pulling that off and all like fucking love this beat stellar it is what it is um the song is a great way to close out the project too i feel like at the end of this after we've gone through all this pensiveness and considering everything and we've in the last track on almost the most extreme side of the negative with that story we almost get this like self-love a la max to close out the project and i think it's such a 
is such a great way to end it from the beginning where God has a plan for you and all you got to do is believe. Yo, I believe in that. <clears throat> I think God has a plan for me. I mean, evidently, I was given some ability to talk and go do some shit, so who knows what the fuck you can really do with your life if you put that faith forward. To me, faith and believing is, is just kind of super correlated, and I really like that a lot. Um, then the chorus is nice. It's a little more on that singy end. Shit gonna get hard. Keep your head strong. If I quit now, then I'm dead wrong. And it flows like that. Like, just, I don't speak the language of cowards. I bounce off shit. Like, I'm just fucking powerful. And I know that I'm powerful. But uh, even if money goes away, the respect on my name's gonna last. And that's what, like, success really comes down to is that respect and shit. And I like it a lot. I like the, the sound of it. I like the packaging of the chorus. It's, it just feels like anthemic at, like, the end of an album. Like, this is how you close a project, right? Then you got the verses, which are strong. I sucked up the pain and I kept going. Whole world knew my name, bitch, my rep strong. We sold out in less than an hour. These words I still sang like I'm slept on. Um, and, like, basically, you know, hang on one second. Uh, I have, I got a Facebook call. Anyway, <clears throat> so, like, he basically in this situation where he's like, I'm out there at this point in my life where I can throw an online show and literally it gets sold out. Like, literally it's done. Like, these words, like... Like you get, like it's such a powerful flex. Like I don't know, I don't have more to say about it. I just think it's like a celebration, and he just is like, he's kind of tripled down a lot on this album. That your accolades ain't shit next to his accolades, which I think he's done pretty well. Um, I sin so I can't cast the next stone unless it's by gets around my neck bone inside of my frame lies a power you can't get this game from no TED talk. And I like the idea that he's not just like a guy out there like being excellent with his life he's also a broken human that's gone through a whole bunch of shit and so he's not really trying to judge other people per se but at the same time he knows what it is and he's out there trying to do this thing and it's not just some easily replicatable situation um i don't know i feel like overall the rest of the verse is fine he does have gray hairs already but like come on man people get gray hairs in their 20s i get the implication of stress and age but it's like who doesn't have gray hairs at our age j cole i'm only a couple years younger than you and i've had gray hairs for like six years not as many man i look at my pictures in my late 20s i'm like shit that's like a full head of dark hair anyway um i really like it i like how he just kind of runs up the m's by the hour he's doing his thing he's just flexing in such a cool way where it's like he doesn't say thousands he said millions a lot on this album and that's the kind of world he's in um i like baz and the way he sounds adding to the chorus i think his voice is wonderful on this project and i like that j cole includes baz because like the label mates and shit uh i feel like the next verse is really a lot stronger and it really hits a lot harder basically he's coming out there and doing his thing i ain't got really a lot to comment on it except to say that you taking a lot of boxing lessons but you still pussy i see right through you just like the tupac hologram but ain't doing coachella <clears throat> booking me gonna be a lot of m's was really strong um he kind of like you know it is what it is y'all like out there trying to learn how to do this but you still can't really handle it it's like people who go and learn how to fight from a boxing coach but when like push comes to shove don't fight or don't step up to the occasion versus somebody that just knows how to step up to the occasion when it comes through and then so he sees through you and then i like the tupac hologram part because it was literally see-through but it then ties into how like yeah coachella can't afford me i'm too much for coachella I don't know. I also like how he like 
proactively is like I go down on my lady and please her and I don't cheat on her because like that hasn't been a thing I've done for six years because it's fun fucking them hoes till you realize that you is the hoe and that was like a big line of self-awareness that a lot of people don't point out like for a long time people have kind of been like bro you kind of sound like a hoe in this when they like spit their shit and then I like the fact that J. Cole is able to just have that self-awareness to admit it and to make it proper with it um then you just kind of get that outro from baz i think is the last thing where it just has this beauty to it where it just has this like strength on it where like i don't know it's beautiful where you believe in yourself you can't be afraid of the opportunities you can't be afraid of the greatness and that you with all your pain and everything are wonderful that's that's kind of the song (laughs) you know like through everything else and it's such a it's such a great close to this album because of all the dark content and the heaviness that comes through and it lands on this fruition so like literally the last like three songs are like yo shit's heavy here's a solution this is how heavy shit gets but thank god i made it and like that's kind of how it just kind of closes off i'm gonna give this one a 4.5 on 5 as a solid tune um just to wrap up the album review the, the little end part the conclusion i think this is a very strong j cole album i i can't say like a hundred percent that i'm like gonna ever come back and throw it on on a regular but i feel like unlike the last couple of projects this says a lot and it does it in a really profoundly and intricately put together way i feel like we're a lot more on that 2014 forest hills drive vibe of just amazing music with a powerful message and a powerful story that like really just hits uh all of the songs are just every detail is combed over and it just shows like a degree of like perfection in the craft that j cole has achieved they're versatile none of the two songs sound the same although pretty much every song is kind of about the same thing where when you think about the off season now it's almost like exploring death and the off season kind of way of life a little bit and then ending it on this point where we can just win by believing in yourself and having awareness and i again i can't get over how cool that fucking like homicide hotline idea really is um i don't have more to say about this project except to say it's probably not 4.5 i can see this going down as like an album of the year contender you might see getting a little grammy nom or something it's a really strong project i don't know how much i would replay it though it's not like sonically the kind of music I'm 100% going for, but I really, really kind of feel like this reinforces the legend of J. Cole and really does a lot to reinforce how much he deserves to be in that GOAT conversation, so to speak. I think this was a great comeback and has me really excited. And I, I mean, comeback has been three years since his last project. Uh, and it has me really excited for what he's going to do later this year with the fall off or whatever the next project's called. So on that note, thank you all for being here. Thank you all for watching this with me. For those of you that were with me on the live, I appreciate each and every one of you for making it feel like a cooler experience. Um, for those of you watching in the future, I appreciate you as well. Because again, like it makes it more fun to know that people actually engage and consume it. So feel free to leave a comment with what you thought. Like, subscribe, follow, all that good crap. Uh, special thanks to the patrons as Milgan MC, Chris Prada, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Hurricane, Linda Williams, and Scribble. They're dope. They support what we do. And if you want to support what we do, patreon.com slash behind that suit. On that note, everyone, live long and prosper, everyone.